Dear Broadies, before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th, 2022 Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the right to have a safe and legal abortion in the United States. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety, and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions in this country. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans and people who live in America. Learn more by visiting choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. If you're able to support others, please consider donating to abortion funds. You can find a list of where to donate in each state at donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. I have personally started donating to states where trigger laws go into effect immediately. Remember, even if you can only spend $1 or $5, that helps. There are things we can do to fight this, and it is going to take continued focus and community support. So I encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Those women just have so much to say, slash women in general have so much to say, but there's no, we don't have platforms to share, you know? When you're a regular, everyday woman, there's just not somewhere for you to go to be seen as a thought leader because you are. You have so many ideas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pod Broads. This is a podcast about women in podcasting, and I'm your host, Alexandra Cole. friends welcome back to the pod broads i'm recording this intro on january 24th and it still feels so necessary to acknowledge the date because i'm still in that cycle of expecting just big drastic change and something horrible happening in the news and not knowing what the state of the world is going to be when people are listening so if you've been feeling like you're still waiting for the other shoe to drop you're not alone i'm definitely there with you and it's actually really normal to be feeling like this especially having spent four years in a country level abusive relationship with our past president and administration so i just want to say that before i said i hope that nothing too crazy is going on today as you are listening to my interview with my now dear friend and peer of mine in the podcasting space, Lauren Williams. She is an independent podcaster and host of the Imperfectly Phenomenal Woman podcast. So Lauren is one of my first internet friends and the first person to have me on as a guest for a podcast. And hers will always be dear to my heart because it was the first place I vocally shared in a public forum about my experience with childhood sexual abuse, the Me Too movement, and how I had and continue to work through that trauma and my healing process and breaking the unconscious cycles I enter into because of that trauma. So since then, we have built a friendship, have done work together, and just continue to be super in line with our values in terms of how we want women to express themselves and come into their own. So her work really centers on the voices of women. And clearly that resonates with me, as I just said. And 
you if you're listening to this podcast. So it was super fun having her on the other side this time. And I loved getting to flip the focus onto her personal story. So in our conversation, she shares about how a breakup prompted her podcast, how she works through her solo episodes and how doing that and doing this work in general has helped her find her own voice. We explore the way that her faith comes into this process and how the challenges of running a podcast in an online platform can come up and really create some issues as we're going through that inner work on ourselves. So toward the end of the episode, we chat about keeping your peace, what that can look like, and how it's not always synonymous with taking the higher ground. And I'm excited for you to hear how she came to that conclusion and also how we both ended up making that distinction for ourselves. But first, let's hear about Lauren and ironically how both she and my quote unquote work pages are more authentic to ourselves than our actual personal pages are on Instagram. So in other words, enjoy. All right, Lauren, thank you so much for being here on the pod. Broads, it's so good to see your face. It's been a while. Um, So to start off, can you tell our listeners about you and about your work? Hello, good people. So I am Lauren. Um, I am the host and the producer and the creative director and the social media manager and the everything and the person who recruits the guests and the person who does like all the things for Imperfectly Phenomenal Woman podcast. Um, And so on my pod each week I talk to different women about unrealistic expectations and limiting beliefs that hold them back from being everything that they want to be. And yeah, that's my main stuff. Plenty of it. Awesome. And what about just you as a person separate from your podcast? Tell us a little bit about that. You know what? That's an interesting, interesting question. Because I feel like at this point, I am my podcast. You know? (laughs) Yeah. But in the best way. So like, for example, um, sorry, like with my social media. um, So I have my podcast page and then I have my personal page. But I feel so much more in line with my podcast page as like who I am and all of that. And I just recently realized I can also be myself on my personal page too, you know? (laughs) And so that's such an interesting question. Like, who am I apart from my podcast? Because I feel like my podcast is where I am the best version of me. Mm. And I'm just like, I love that. Mm -hmm. But I'm at a point where I'm like, I want to extend outside of that and spread that person through like every area of my life. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, that's such an interesting question. I love that. I love that you just made the distinction between your personal and your podcast page because I totally feel the same. Like the Mm -hmm. minute you were saying I'm more me on my podcast page, I'm like, yeah, 100% with like Podgerland's page. I'm like, I just, I do more, I express more on that page. And yeah, I love that. I totally connect that. It's like that, like the outlet of the pod, the outlet of that page it kind of like gives me permission to express authentically Mm -hmm. in a way that I don't know why my personal account doesn't um but it's something I'm about to start to explore so I'm starting to post more on my personal page and this kind of came from I'm taking like a podcasting course too and what course 
Um, it's through Almost Thirty Podcast. It's called oh. Podcast Accelerator Program. Had you didn't you do one previously with them? Yep. What was the one you did before? And is it the same or is it a different one? Do you remember? So that was kind of like their launch of it. Okay. Um, so that they could like test it out, you know, see what people need, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember what it was called then. The oh, Podcast Pro, your Podcast mm-hmm. Pro. Um, so I took that one, and then that was for like when you're about to start your podcast or whatever. And so did that. And then now this one is specifically for like, okay, you're about 50 something episodes in now what? Mm-hmm. So this one's really like monetization and growth. So Dope. yeah, but one of the girls, she was like, on your Instagram page, why don't you put your personal handle, like say hosted by at Lauren? And I was like, in my mind, I was like, why would I do that? <laughs> like, and then I was like, I identify with my person with the podcast page. I don't identify with the Lauren page. And then it just got me thinking like, who, like what, where, how, um, what, who, who? (laughs) Um, Okay. So related to this, I want to, I want to bring it back a little bit just to help whoever's listening to this kind of understand like where you were and now where you are today. So as you mentioned, um, something that I love about your podcast um, is that you really bring like everyday women on there. It's not just a space for people who have like huge followings, um, though sometimes it can be. But it's just it's a mix of all types of women, which, you know, is right up my alley. Yes, of um, course. <laughs> and it really lets us see that you don't have to be at like a certain level to have important things to say and important insights yeah and I love that and so it made me curious and you kind of mentioned this about your own your own experience from when you started it to where you are now and how that's developed your relationship with your own voice and sense of self and I'd love to know like where you were when you started it. What was the inception of the idea? Like why did that particular idea come to you at that stage? And then how it has progressed since then. Got you. There were a lot of things in that question, but I will just mm-hmm. say some stuff. <laughs> so Do your best. I know I, I get a little a I do little, this, uh, I do excited. the same thing. I do the exact same thing. I ask people like 12 <laughs> questions and one question. Um, but I could totally get it. I do the same thing. So where it started, um, I had done a podcast before mm-hmm. and that was with a friend. So I had a gen- I had like general knowledge or whatever. She was the one who spoke. I didn't speak at all. Um, I was too afraid to speak. Like, So what was your role? I was in the background doing like audio editing, like um, creating the graphics, uh-huh. all that kind of stuff. She would get the guests and bring them on. And that was like a result of a breakup that I had. So me and this guy had broken up. And then after that, I just called her and was like, so we're going to make a podcast now. She was like, what's a podcast? (laughs) And we just went from there um, because I get productive after breakups. Then I moved to New York and I'm originally from Richmond, Virginia, was living in Northern Virginia, I think right before moving to New York. Once I got to New York, I like looked around and was like, like who, like how, here we go with the who and the how again. It's like, <laughs> I looked around and everybody was an individual. 
You know, you're mm-hmm. so free in New York to be whoever you actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, people just walking down the street, rapping by themselves, or like singing to the top of their lungs by themselves or like on the subway, just dancing by yourself. You can just truly express who you are <laughs> very freely, you know, Yes. Um, in a way that you can't do in Virginia. And so while I was up there, I started this whole journey of like, who am I as an individual? Clearly, I'm not finished with this journey yet. But yeah, so trying to figure out. I don't out, think any of us are. Yeah, ever. seriously, <laughs> seriously. But like, who am I as an individual? Um, trying to get a better understanding of that. Another breakup happens. And I'm crying to my friend, the same girl that we did a podcast with. This girl was like integral in the major moments of my life. (laughs) It's Mm. so crazy. But while I was crying to her, she was like, Lauren, you're an imperfectly phenomenal woman and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, that's it. That's the podcast. That's what I'm going to do. And never before that moment had I considered having my own podcast. Never before that moment did I consider like using my voice to share Mm. anything with people. Um But literally in that moment, I was like, that's my podcast and that's what I have to do. So since then, I've spoken to like 60 women, maybe like a little bit under 60 at this point. Mm -hmm. And I've grown to love my voice. I've grown to like get energy from the voices of other people. I've learned that I love one-on-one conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you mentioned I 100% agree that like you don't have to have a large following to have something to say. And the women that like come on the pod are just brilliant. I feel like everyone is like so brilliant and everyone has something to share. Mm -hmm. So I just love it. It's just a great thing. I have so much fun. (laughs) What a, so I know you just mentioned that you've interviewed a lot of women. So this can always be a challenging questions, but I vote go with the first thing that comes to your brain. Um, What has been just like one of your most, not even just favorite episodes, but what's been a, a conversation that you've had that's really made you like sit and think after the episode and be like, damn. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that that way. I have multiple that are in my head, actually. The first one was about egg freezing. Um, oh, yeah. That episode was really fascinating. I love that episode. It was just so interesting because it's something that we don't talk about is like art fertility, even mm-hmm. though it's a part of the, you know, societally accepted track of all that kind of stuff, like married, have a kid, you know, but we don't talk about how. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Another one was... I feel like, oh, this one, Too Broken to Fix. So I talked to Taya Marquise mm-hmm. um, and she we were, she chose that topic because there were like major moments in her life where she felt broken. Mm. And I've definitely felt like that too at certain points in my life, passing of my ex-boyfriend. Both of us have had like people in our life that have passed away um, yeah. completely unexpectedly. And just that conversation of realizing that you are not broken. You just feel broken, but Mm. you are not actually broken. So at the end of the episodes, we always do a reframe um, kind of to shift our mindset. And that was kind of the reframe in that one. You feel broken, but you are not broken. Mm -hmm. And it was just like an epiphany when we both came to that. It was so nice. That's so beautiful. Thanks, girl. <laughs> Thanks. It is. It of is. Of course, yours was lovely, too. Oh, yes. Well, I 
you know, I'll probably put this in the intro, but that was such a a formative moment for me. Really? Yeah, that was like the space that you allowed me to talk about that. I mean, that was the first time I really verbalized it like orally in a public setting because I had written a blog post on my page about uh, my experience with sexual abuse. Should probably contextualize it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was like the first time I really had like a conversation about it separate from just telling really close people in my life about it. Mm-hmm. And it was very very liberating and then once i feel like i did that and i shared it i was like all right let's go full force i'm gonna talk about this shit as much as i want to now yes and and every time i do it i feel more powerful so Mm -hmm. it it was wonderful so i i will say that your episode two was definitely one that like opened my eyes to things um Mm. i don't know how like deep you want to go into this part in this episode too but so let's do it because one thing that you had said is like you can't control when you feel like you have to say something, you know, because in your situation, you held it in for so long until the dog passed away, I believe is what you yeah. said. Yeah. Katie. <laughs> yeah. Until your dog passed away because that was the only person you had. Well, not person, but only creature. You Basically had, person. Basically person. <laughs> the only person yeah. you had told. And so Mm -hmm. that was like the triggering moment for you to have to speak up. So that's like something that's been in my head forever. That's not going away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you can't control when you have to speak up. Yeah, you really can't. And I think that's what a lot of people who haven't experienced something close to that um, have a hard time understanding. Mm -hmm. It's It's so easy for them to be more so in a place of distrust than being like, I can't understand what that need is, but it's extremely necessary for you. Yeah. Hey, friends, just a brief pause from this conversation so I can tell you about The Wave Podcasting. The Wave is a company that helps women grow their podcasts so they can build an audience and get paid. They offer educational resources and a digital community, of which I am a part of, and I've gotten to meet some pretty dope women and get some great tips along the way. Plus, the founder, Lauren Popish, is a huge reason I've been able to start this podcast. She helped me find the perfect recording equipment for my setup and just get really comfortable with jumping in for the first time. And here's what's cool. They have a free mini guide that will help you kickstart your podcast growth strategy that you can download today by going to the show notes to find the link to their website. And when you're ready, you can purchase a complete guide to podcasting and use my code PODRALAND, P-O-D-D-R-A-L-A-N-D-10 to get 10% off the total cost. So ladies, come podcast. So I want to talk a little bit about your solo episodes because you've done a few now. Mm-hmm. And you're, this is something I witness a lot with uh, just like in podcast groups. Like I see a lot of women being confused about how to do a solo episode and I know that was something you kind of grappled with when your format is so often talking to someone else and I've really enjoyed watching those episodes grow and how you handle them yeah and so I just I want to hear kind of how that process has been for you like in terms of just getting more comfortable with it and um how you view those versus the ones when you're talking to people yeah I think my first one, oh my God, I was so uncomfortable. I hated my first solo episode, hated it. And I, but people DM'd me saying it was helpful. 
So I, it was. I listened to it and I remember I was like, I got some great gems from this. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad. But I hated it <laughs> simultaneously because like I was forcing it. Mm-hmm. And something that I've learned with podcasting is don't force it. Slash one of my friends, um, I can't remember why she told me this, but she was like, don't force it if it doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And so my very first solo episode was forced. I don't remember why it was forced, but it was. Um, I might have like ran out of episodes or something and needed something to fill it. I don't remember, but yeah, it didn't feel good at the end of it. So one thing I would say is don't force anything. Just do mm-hmm. it when you feel inspired. And so now um, I think I did one episode about knowing your place in history. And that happened all when like Black Lives Matter and everything was happening felt inspired. So mm-hmm. when I do solos, Um, I'm the type of person who likes to be very prepared with things and I've noticed that I feel way more confident when I'm usually prepared so I can just like free flow um, with timelines and dates and like all this kind of stuff if I do my research and really sit with it beforehand so now when I'm doing my solos I will spend a good amount of time like with research and like internalizing and really deeply understanding and you know, just sitting with a topic for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot what my last solo episode was about. It was the election one. It was like kind of your reflections oh, yes, on like yes, the yes, upcoming yes, election yes, yes, one. Yes. yes. So what what went into that one for you? Yeah. Because that was a heavy week. <laughs> that was a heavy week indeed, indeed. I think um, inspired from that one because my pastor at church had given us five ways to posture yourself during this time. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to do that too, but give my own little twist to it. And so he was the one who said like, be the model in the moment. Um, and so with him, he had given his five like ways to posture yourself. And so I just wanted to do the same. And so similar to how I said, I do like research and sit with it and different things like that. I did the same thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in this case, because it was less like, when I did the episode about knowing your place in history, that was very historical and let me teach you history. This one was like, let me just give you some advice. Mm -hmm. And so it's less like, let me do research, but more like, let me sit and think about what I think is important Mm -hmm. and what message I want to share with people and how I think people can really like, um, not benefit, but take the higher ground in the moment or just like keep their peace in the moment even though there's so much going on so that just takes like some time and sitting and reflecting and being aware of what's Mm -hmm. going on in the world um thinking about how people are feeling different things like that but then also i've had a list of maybe 10 things and then cut it down to five so yeah yeah but time takes time do you do you feel like keeping your peace and taking the higher ground are synonymous or can be separate they can be separate. I do. I think they could be separate because sometimes taking the higher ground means going to jail and that's not peaceful. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I'm thinking of John Lewis. Mm. Um, he took the higher ground, but taking the higher ground for him meant like getting ketchup poured on his head. Right. You know? Um, right. So, yeah, it's not always fun to take the higher ground. <laughs> I agree. And you will lose your peace sometimes when you do it. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's just been I've seen a lot of conversations around that specifically because of this election and, you know, the reactions of the MAGA crowd and people telling like, I guess I hate I hate using the word like liberals now because it's just it's so loaded. And it's like it's you know, it's it's one of those words that's been like deeply um, I feel like corrupted by the public that we've mm-hmm. we ignore what the actual meaning of it is and how it's not actually a tainted word but it is because of yeah. the greater us um but just like people not being allowed to have the reactions that they're having because they're quote unquote should be taking the higher ground and i'm like mm. like you said sometimes my piece goes along with saying fuck you to yeah. people who are terrible <laughs> to other people <laughs> yeah. that gives me peace sometimes. yeah And that is true. Like sometimes taking the higher ground will make you lose your peace. And sometimes keeping your peace means not taking the higher ground, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not always simple. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. No, no. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about your your uh, relationship with your faith because you bring it up a lot, especially in your solo episodes. And I'm not particularly like a religious person. Like I think as I've become an adult, I've come to like understand and respect people who are like those who identify as religious more than when I was a kid, when I was just like religious anarchy, you know, like, (laughs) Um, but I am someone who's like, I would say spiritual more so. And Mm -hmm. anyway, but I love the lessons that you bring in from your pastor and you you reference him a lot and just like the things that you talk about in church. And I guess I'm just curious, like the way that your podcast now intersects with that, like how it's maybe affected your own relationship with your faith, like being able to take his word and spread it in a way that you feel like identifies with people who maybe don't typically find themselves in a church setting or Mm -hmm. in a situation like that. I love this question because it's not one that I've gotten before. So like, I do love this question. Um, so when I first started to bring my faith into the podcast, I was like, I was really hesitant about mm-hmm. it because I was like, everybody that listens to me may not be spiritual. Um, like, will this turn people off? Like, mm-hmm. I was super hesitant about it. But then as I started to like, look at my audience and see what's like in their bios on Instagram and see what they're posting about and different things like that. I noticed a lot of them are spiritual Mm. and that wasn't like, I wasn't searching for those people. I wasn't like trying to, I don't know, like I wasn't trying to attract those people. They just so happened to be the people that I attract, which is very Mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. And so once I noticed that my audience is into it, I felt like it gave me more permission to like lean into it too. Mm. So at first I was really suppressing my my faith with the podcast. Um, and now as I'm growing in faith, I feel like it's growing. It's like coming out of my mouth more. And mm-hmm. I truly don't do it on purpose. I swear I really don't. <laughs> like I don't you I, I don't see the podcast as a platform for me to share what my pastor said. It's just <laughs> he be saying some really good stuff. He does. I'm like 
she goes to a good church. I do. <laughs> like, he just really says great things that change the way that I posture myself. Be the model in the moment. That's some useful yeah. stuff. Instead of systemic racism, let's use systemic righteousness. Like, mm. fil- like fix the system in that way. He just be saying some real great <laughs> stuff. And so it just comes out. And yeah. now, because I'm trying to get more grounded in um, what I believe spiritually, I've been reading mm-hmm. the Bible every day, too. So Mm. it's a part of my morning routine to read like two chapters, to do some journaling around it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I spend like an hour a day reading in the Bible. It's got some wild stories in that thing. And I've only read Genesis and Exodus so far. That thing is wild. It's a wild (laughs) book. I I have very limited... uh, remembrance of anything bible related i like i went to like catholic sunday school when Mm -hmm. i was younger um which obviously made me rebel from that very aggressively um but but my my boyfriend is very spiritual and like uh identifies you know he believes in jesus christ and Mm -hmm. um god in the christian sense and i don't know he's he he knows a lot more about the bible and has like taught me a bit more uh or just told me about how wild it is exactly what you're saying he was like there's a lot (laughs) it's a wild book but i would say that i'm a baby christian because like i've been going to church all my life Mm -hmm. i've literally gone to church all my life but i didn't know anything you know yeah um i didn't know what the book said i didn't know i didn't know anything and i'm just getting to a point where i'm starting to try to learn things for myself i will say i have the i have faith the size of a mustard seed you know i believe that this is a big universe and things are weird um Mm -hmm. There could be a God named, you know, God, Jesus, <laughs> triune being. And like, but who knows? I, of course, question things often. Yeah. Um, but I have my faith the size of a mustard seed. So okay. I think that'll help me get back. Okay. Yeah. And so it sounds like it, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like before this podcast, you maybe we're more of a sponge for the knowledge, but not so much we're like speaking mm. on it in your own space and words to people in your life. Is that true? Yeah, that's fair to say. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say like spiritually when I would go to church, I would just like absorb a few things and then they'd be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, like out of my head, they would kind of just leave. It was yeah. just going through the motions, you know? But now I'm in a state where I am like absorbing for real, for real and Mm -hmm. holding it and sharing it because I do think it's very useful stuff. Even I do believe the things that I say, even if you aren't a spiritual person, like they will help you in your life, you know, because the principles apply regardless. Exactly. I I definitely agree. And that's something I notice in all of those solo episodes when you've brought in the the teachings of your pastor mm-hmm. i find it very applicable to really anyone and you don't necessarily have to believe in god or one god or this type of god to yep. be able to connect with it yeah and those are the best ones in Good. my opinion at least so i'm glad i'm glad that you like i didn't want people to feel turned off by it or anything either you know yeah i i think that well, you bring up a good point um that i think applies to you know beyond this topic but the people who are going to find and stay with your content are the ones who 
connect with it, whether mm-hmm. it's in the way you anticipate them to connect with it or not. And, you know, me and I want like, that's why I wanted to preface with the fact like I'm not someone who necessarily believes in like a Christian God. But mm-hmm. if that's your thing, dope. Like, and if that's what helps you connect with the greater purpose or like how you're going to talk about these things with people. And I feel like, you know, you're just living your truth and how you talk yeah. about it. You're not being like, listeners you have to believe exactly this so it it feels open to me and like welcoming and just helpful and my platform is also literally about question everything right you know (laughs) like all of these limiting beliefs that we have question everything that you learned when you were growing up which is why i'm like taking it upon myself now to learn this stuff for myself so have you been amazed at any point at how many reframes are possible because i'm like (laughs) I'm like damn there really are so many things like Mm -hmm. yeah at first I was like I'm not going to have enough content but I am fairly certain it's infinite at this point (laughs) like literally even the way that I title my episodes I don't think I will run out Mm -hmm. well and I remember when I was on it you had like a list that I could kind of choose from. Do you still do that? Or do you kind of take, let the the guest take the lead? Or is it some combination of the two now that you're like more than a year in? Yeah, so before, um, so when people express interest, I'll send them a thing to schedule an interview. And then I also send them a list of topic options. And they're all in the frame of you can't do this, you can't do that. So you can't get married after 30. You can't choose not to have kids, like things like that. So um, I still send a list to everyone and they can choose their own topic or they can choose a topic from that list or they can make their own topic. Mm -hmm. And I still see like a 50-50 split of people choosing their own and people choosing from the list. Um, And even now still with the list, I'll have, I have too many, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't want people to be overwhelmed by the list. So I don't include all of them that I have. I'll just add them in a, like as people choose other ones, but there's so many, there's so many limiting beliefs. It's insane. (laughs) It's crazy. It really is. And I, I love that reframe element. I always do. Okay. One more important PSA. Here's my challenge for you. Take a screenshot right now of this episode and share on social media with a tag to Poderland and the guest. I want to know that you're listening and I want to shout you out. Also, are you signed up for Poderland's email list yet? Because as much as I love social media and connecting through there, I'm also preparing for its demise and I want to make sure that I stay in touch with you and we have control over our communication. Not only will you get important updates about this show, you'll get recommendations of other women-hosted podcasts, news related to podcasters you love, discounts on my cute-ass merch, and much more. Okay, let's get back into this interview. So what's been... And this can be, you know, an emotional piece. It could be more technical or maybe a combination of the two. What's been like one of the most overwhelming or challenging things for you throughout this podcasting process? Uh, I think I have two. Okay. Um, So the first one that comes to mind is when I had like health woes. Mm. And so when I did that, like when that happened, um, this was like during Corona too. It was just like, you know, the world was just doing the most. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm not in a space mentally to record. I like genuinely just can't do this and it'd be a good product. And like me give the person on the other side, you know, 
space to truly be like it just wasn't going to work well um and i think that might have been when i recorded my first solo episode potentially i'm not sure Mm. no it wasn't but um i had this moment where i was like people are gonna think that i suck at this because i'm gonna take time off and that i'm not like being consistent with episodes and like it was just a lot and then i got to the point where i was like the people who are my listeners who are like truly my people would want me to have rest Mm -hmm. in this time i remember that episode yeah Yeah. you talked about you'll be listening for real that's crazy thank you (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy but yeah and so then i gave myself space but coming back from that has actually been hard because i feel like Mm. listens did drop and um it's just been i don't know and then we're in Corona where everything is via Zoom. Like everything's just changed so yeah. much now. And I'm not really like a big Zoom fan. I really mm-hmm. loved going to people's house and getting tea, you know? Um, yeah. I was I was doing this thing where I would like see all the teacups in people's house and like they would show me their favorite items. Like I was just loving that aspect of it, but don't get that anymore. Yeah. Um. And then the second one, now it's a struggle. I'm past the beginning point of like setting up you know getting everything together with the cover art and like all of that and I'm in the space of sponsorships monetization it's a whole world that I don't know about Mm -hmm. um and so getting organized and navigating that world now is kind of hard because I just don't know what that world is yeah so yeah well, and there's so many elements and especially for an independent podcaster, absolutely, um, <laughs> it's extremely overwhelming and I very much identify with the not being in the right head or like physical space. Mm-hmm. Like I meant to have this out already in the fall, but I injured my back, which oh, was yeah. A, yeah, which was like a physical and mental thing. Like it really put me in like a bad place mentally mm-hmm. and i just i couldn't and then when there's so much backlog where you're like fuck i'm letting these people down who i like recorded already and it's going to be pushed back and i don't know it is tough to come back from but i i do i mean that episode that we just talked about i definitely heard that during a time where i was like oh my god if i'm not posting like mm. consistently on Padreland or things like that i'm like people are going to forget or be like, oh, she's not that serious about it or right. whatever it is. Um, and it's not the case for the people who really fuck with you, which Truth. is like, which is a good reminder. Yeah. And I did a, I did an episode with another girl and she was saying the same thing about posting um, and like not being consistent with posting. And she was saying how her husband literally was like, get over yourself, you know, <laughs> like just get over yourself. <laughs> No one really cares that deeply but you, you know, (laughs) like no one's paying that much attention to how consistent I am. I don't think at least at least maybe you are. I don't know because you'd be seeing me. You're very engaged (laughs) as far as like liking things. You are an engaged human. I I am. And it's probably to a point where it's like bad for my mental health. But I'm like I literally was saying yesterday to my boyfriend, I was like, I'm always surprised when people are like, oh, you're really on it. And I'm like, I don't understand why people aren't like, you know, responding like this. And I'm like, hmm, maybe because I spend 10 hours on social media, which is extremely unhealthy. Oh, wow. <laughs> like- you are very engaged. But like, <laughs> people are not paying attention. I feel no. like 
And if they do notice and they say like, oh, Lauren missed an episode, me and the girl were talking about an episode. The next thing that they think, they probably don't even finish that sentence. They're probably just like, what am I eating for lunch? Right. Or like, how many likes did I get? Exactly. (laughs) Their mind is really not on us. So take your moment if you need your moment. People are not paying that much attention. Until you get to like millions of downloads, don't worry about it. Right. And even then, like, I'm not scrolling on my Instagram being like, why haven't I seen like so-and-so's picture in a while? But then when I see it, I'm like, oh, there you are. Exactly. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So we need to give ourselves grace. I know. Like we really do. Uh, So I know we're getting closer to the end. So I want to make sure we get into this question because you recently started a blog to go along with your podcast. And I just want to hear a little bit about like that process. And if you feel like that's impacted like listens or just like, I don't know, website views or just anything. Like, what do you feel like that's done for you and your podcast? And I guess, would you recommend it to other people who are podcasting? Yeah. So you remember I text you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. I was like, I have this idea for a blog, but I've never done anything a blog. I haven't done anything with a blog. I've never read blogs. Like, I don't know anything about blogs. So what are your thoughts? Um, And the idea just wouldn't go away. Yeah. And so... When I have that feeling of an idea that doesn't go away, I'm like, okay, I just have to do it now because Mm -hmm. clearly I'm supposed to. Um, And so I talk about like the friction in your spirit on my podcast sometimes and Mm -hmm. not doing it was causing some friction. Like I just needed to do it just to let that release go. Um, And so I did. And so interviews that I've done with different guests, when I interview them afterwards, I'll let them know that they can also write for the blog. And so it's all mostly posts from guests that I've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say that it's impact. Actually, I don't know if it's impacted listens or anything like that because I don't really look at the metrics of it. Yeah. Um, I think I've literally looked at the metrics once, but I'm not interested in them. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in just like getting blog posts from guests. That's really the purpose. And that just <laughs> feels good is just getting people to write and reflect and submit so I think when I thought about it the goal of it no I don't think I had a goal I think I just wanted people to submit blog posts so for the blog it was really just doing what feels good yeah um and I recommend it if it feels good yeah well and I remember from our conversation it was also initially kind of a thought of just community building yeah yes yeah because I do think those women just have so much to say slash women in general have so much to say but there's no we don't have platforms to share you know when you're a regular everyday woman there's just not somewhere for you to go to be seen as a thought leader because you are you have so many ideas Mm -hmm. um and so having the blog as another spot for people to just keep sharing and I don't Mm -hmm. think I will just have people share once like if you have something to say that's your place to go and I think that your life experience is useful for other people to see and hear and learn from so just another another place to be community building yeah for those of you who are listening I'm just aggressively shaking my head (laughs) (laughs) or like nodding not shaking I am nodding in agreement shaking sounded so wrong no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah 100% I think I think that's the really important piece of it and and it also brings up 
other cool ideas that you could probably talk about out loud, I feel like. Like the symbiosis yeah. one. Yeah. I thought that was so fascinating. People to- are smart. <laughs> <laughs> These people are smart. They need somewhere to go to be heard. They do. They definitely do. I think you've done a really good job, like in terms of the community building aspect, just like on your Instagram and letting that build has that been mostly organic or are there like any tips you have for how you built that yeah so I would say with my Instagram um when I was trying to get followers at the beginning because my when you have a podcast it's kind of like hidden you know it's hidden in iTunes and Mm -hmm. hidden in Spotify there's no way for people to just really find you um so in my mind I was like okay it has to be Instagram as my way to like get people to iTunes and to Spotify so I was like, let me like follow people. And if they're interested, they'll follow me back. Mm-hmm. So I went and I followed a bunch of people. Um, and I had a really good return rate on my follows back. Um, people were interested in the content, yeah. surprisingly, because at the beginning, my content was really not good. <laughs> so I don't know why people followed me, but they did. Mm-hmm. And even now, I don't really feel like my content is really that good, but it's way better than it was. Mm. Okay, let's stop with the down talk. <laughs> Your content is good. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll accept it. Thank you. Yeah. But I mean, we can always improve, but you got to notice course. where you're at and like your content is good. It's people connect to it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but so at this point now, though, I do regret following people the way that I did. Oh, why? Yes. And so at, initially I was like, the way that you get followers is you have to follow people and they'll follow you back, you know? Right. I was like really touting that. And now I kind of regret doing that because I don't know. I just feel like growing it organically. I don't know. I don't, I don't completely know why I regret it yet. Um, Do you feel like your feed is full of people you don't really want to be following, but you feel like you have to keep following them or they'll unfollow you? That is one. Mm -hmm. That is definitely one. But then it's also, do they truly like I want I wish I had people who clicked because they like are all about reframing and mindset shifts and like yeah. all these things I want them to be like all in about it and I don't think that all the people that I followed are like all in about it yeah they were yeah. in it for the follow that you were giving them um I think they did also partially like the content yeah but because I feel like regular people don't really care about the follow that you give them at least that's how i feel on my personal page um i don't care about the number of followers i have yeah like if i do follow you from yeah if i follow you from my personal page it's because i really like like what you're doing Mm -hmm. which is a rare thing for me to follow somebody from my personal page i don't know and so i do think that they like resonate with the content but not deeply Mm. yeah so i want people who deeply resonate so now i gotta find those people right or have helped them find me. I think there has been a content shift for you, though, because definitely and, and just in terms of how people are like responding to it, because you used to do like just in terms of like a little more technical for the people who want to know all about that. Um, the way you used to do images for mm-hmm. your guests has evolved. So what is what has been some of the evolution in like how you've handled content? Because I think that's really mystifying for a lot of people, especially for podcast pages. Yeah, they like my posts have definitely evolved and they will continue to evolve. And I'm totally fine with that. And I'm so glad that it's evolved, Mm -hmm. you know. 
So initially I would, so I, what is, what is the thing that I use? Um, InShot. That's one of the apps that I use and used, but I would, um, create like the graphic for the guest and share that with them. And then I would also create like posts of, you know, just my thoughts or whatever. Um, but I would like format them kind of in, in shot still too. And so I had like my grid going and was very specific, like person thought, person thought, you know, person yeah. thought, which there's no problem with having a grid. I totally am here for the like layout life. Right. Um, <laughs> but then I just started to realize that that's not completely what I'm interested in. You know, I want to showcase myself more. Mm-hmm. And at first I refused to showcase myself. And even especially with like videos, recording myself on a video, you've lost your mind. This is a very <laughs> new development as of maybe two, three months ago. Mm-hmm. And I think for podcasters, at least for me, I didn't like to be seen. Mm-hmm. I, I'm cool with my voice. Yeah. But when you put my picture to it too, that's vulnerability. Yeah. That's that's too vulnerable for me. You really know who I am. I have no anonymity. I <laughs> like, I don't know. But I've gotten to a point now where I care more about my thoughts than anything else. I, mm-hmm. It took me a while to realize that. And so I'll get on a video and share my thoughts and I'll post on Twitter because it's thought based. Mm hmm. And this is what I care about most with my podcast is my thoughts and the other people's thoughts as opposed to pictures. Yeah. So it took me a while to like get there and realize that. So now I do the videos and Twitter and now I'm adding in some memes because I like to laugh too. And I'm like, if I'm going to be on Instagram, I might as well laugh. Right. So yeah, it's definitely evolving. It's going to keep evolving. It's so it's so fascinating, especially because I feel like our two platforms are very obviously aligned. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but I totally identify with the part that you mentioned of saying that you felt like you couldn't show yourself yes. on it because it was a space to showcase other people. Yeah. And I definitely went through that and I was like, I shouldn't do that. And then I had other people being like, um, obviously show you and promote right. you along with it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, but it feels like I'm being like selfish in that space. Right. And it's like, well, yeah like it's you should be a little bit like it's it's all of you and people want to see who's behind what is doing this and feel like they can trust that person and connect with that person who's giving them other Mm -hmm. people to look at and i'm like oh yeah i was like it's not about me right this has not like this platform has nothing to do with me i know and it's like yes it does (laughs) exactly to do with you (laughs) exactly and people are really on my platform because they like me you know And they like hearing the voices of women, but they like hearing it from me. Exactly. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of women in particular need to hear when they're putting Mm -hmm. content out. Because they're like, oh, this space isn't for me. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it it has your thought and voice attached to it. So it, Mm -hmm. of course, has to do with you. God, I feel like we just reframed something on this podcast. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So... We need to start wrapping up. So I just want to ask you a few final rapid fire questions. Rapid go. Yes. Um, Okay. So first question is who would you name as like a podcast mentor or someone that you like look up to or like emulate in some type of way, even while you're carving out your own space? Just because I've done so much with Almost 30 at this point, like literally those two, Krista and Lindsay, Simsick. 
um, Krista Williams, Lindsay Simsek. So they're just so useful, man. <laughs> they really are. Like I can email them about legal questions and they would help. Or oh, wow. I can, yeah, they are available if I need things. And amen, because they've been doing this for four years. Mm-hmm. Their podcast, they started in their closet. Um, and now they've turned it into millions of downloads and all of that. They're super useful. So I will literally say them. Sorry. Rapid fire. I'm done. Go. Oh, no, it's fine. I, <laughs> I love it's really more me rapid fire. So I'm not asking okay. like the longest questions ever. And then <laughs> however you want to respond is great. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So what podcasts do you particularly love? And that you would be listening to when you want to be listening to a podcast. The Daily. Mm. Every morning. It's part of my morning routine. Oh. Um, yes. So I wake up, take my shower, read my Bible for an hour, do my like journaling through my Bible stuff, and then listen to The Daily while I'm eating my breakfast. Nice. That's really my main one. Really impressed with your like routine. I'm dancing. Yes. 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 Lauren is dancing right now. My day off right. And when we when Rona is done and we supposed to go back to work, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I want I know, okay, this is a little bit of a side. Go bar, ahead. But Let's do it. One hundred percent. Like since especially uh, for me, like I know this isn't true for everyone who still has like specific hours that are beholden to, mm-hmm. but since I've made the shift to like completely just jump into freelance, um <sighs> I just have I use my day how I want to use it. And I'm like, I don't know if I can ever go back to seriously having to be in at a certain time. It's like I get my work done when I need to get it done. And mm-hmm. that's it. Like, see, <laughs> and it's like the mornings are my everything. I love the amount of time I have in the mornings for myself. And then being able to go on a walk. Mm like when work is done and it still be light outside as opposed to like me running to catch a bus to get back home to make dinner to do like like how I'm not ready yeah and and I just I don't think I think for a lot of us one of the positive things that's come out of coronavirus I mean there's been a lot of terrible but there's also been some great positives is just recognizing that we don't have to be living life the way that we were living it at all seriously yeah agreed so I agree. Okay, tangent over. Final question for you. Yes. Um, <laughs> so this is just the final one. Where can our listeners support you and find you and just keep up with everything that you are doing? Yes, you can go to um, Imperfectly Phenomenal Woman on iTunes or Spotify. Or wherever you listen, you should totally click the subscribe button. You should listen to it and you should rate it five stars and then you should leave a review. So there's that. <laughs> we'll put that there too. Yes. And then you can also find me at IP Woman Podcast on Instagram. That's woman with an A. Um, you can find me at IP Woman Podcast on Twitter. And I would say that those are the places. If you want to hit me up, feel free to DM me. My DMs are a safe, open space for you. We can talk about anything. And uh, if you're interested in being a guest, that's also totally fine as well. It's a space to share your heart, not your like job or your no. It's not a place to promote, Mm -hmm. honestly. Share your heart here. Um, But if you're interested in sharing your heart, go ahead to ipwomenpodcast.com and fill out the form to be a guest. So there's that amazing i love that well lauren thank you so much for being on and sharing your time with me for this podcast it's been awesome 
girl we tried to do this about 12 times yes we did and you know what it was well worth the wait (laughs) yes indeed well thank you for having me on of course of course anytime our original music is produced by carrie blue and everything else is produced by me myself and i miss alexandra cole and you can follow me on instagram at podraland p-o-d dot d-r-a-l-a-n-d or twitter at podraland minus the period and you can find more of what i do on podraland at www.podraland.com where i recommend women hosted podcasts and feature indie women podcasters so i hope to see you there feel free to subscribe to the newsletter You'll get recommendations and updates about this podcast. And finally, make sure to share this episode, tag us in it, like that shit, give us a review. Anything you do helps not just this podcast get more exposure, but also helps these women's voices be heard by way more people. And ultimately, that's our goal. So let's fucking do it. (laughs) 